بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين سيدنا ونبينا وحبيبنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين ومن تبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين رب شرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وحن العقدة من لساني يفقه قولي أما بعد Respected elders, dear brothers and sisters, my young friends, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. Imagine a sports team, a team without a general manager, or perhaps without a coach, or a team that is missing a goalie or a point guard. Is it likely that such a team will be successful? especially in the long run. Or imagine a team that has all of these positions filled, but the coach and the general manager can't get along. The players don't trust the coach. And nobody wants to fulfill their roles. The coach is abusive. The players hate each other and the the team just doesn't get along. What are the chances that such a team will produce on the field or on the court and will championships, win championships? Individual players of team sports, coaches, GMs cannot advance and succeed in their sports without teams. And teams cannot succeed and advance without leagues that have order, that have rules, that have regulations. Similarly, human beings, my brothers and sisters, cannot properly succeed and advance in life without families. And families cannot succeed and advance properly without a positive connection to religion and spirituality. You see, one of the beauties of being a believer, is that you know you have a purpose, that you have a role to play, and that you have been given guidelines by your Creator to live your life in the best way possible, while fulfilling your duties and responsibilities, and while enjoying that which is halal for you. Our religion places great importance on the family and family bonds, And subhanallah, it appears that many of the challenges that we face as individuals and as societies today can be traced back, at least partly, to the collapse of the family system. And the focus over the past half century, 60 years, 70 years, on the nuclear family, which is the immediate family, children and parents, instead of our extended families. Because today what we call our families, what we consider as our family and our responsibility, and that we consider the people to whom we are loyal to, that concept of family was very different in the past. And it wasn't that long ago, maybe six, seven decades ago. Right. When people said family, they had a different notion. They had a different idea of what family meant compared to today. There's a very interesting article on this issue in the Atlantic magazine 
that I shared a couple of days ago on my Facebook page, and I really encourage everyone to take a read. It's a bit long, but it's very, very enlightening. The guidance that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has the guidance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has placed rights and responsibilities for every member of the family. And the example of the Prophet ﷺ, his family and his companions have given us a practical example, a practical real life example of how to live those guidelines. Those roles and responsibilities are not just there because they felt like putting them there in that way. But those roles and responsibilities that come from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and are shown by the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam take into account our physiological, psychological and emotional makeup that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us as males and as females through the various stages of life, through childhood, through teen, the teen years and adolescence, through the adult years, through married life, and into the senior years. This is a very important area, my brothers and sisters, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala instructs us to be careful regarding our family ties. Allah azza wa jal says, وَاتَّقُوا اللَّهَ الَّذِي تَسَاءَلُونَ بِهِ وَالْأَرْحَامِ And be mindful of Allah, in whose name you appeal to one another and honor family ties. And honor family ties. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Surely Allah is ever watchful over you. Now there is no question that when we compare family life to single life, that family life means giving up some of our individual desires and choices and freedoms for the sake of the family. When a person is single, most chances are that they will have more freedom, more choice, the ability to do things as they please. And when they get married, and when you're part of a family, especially if you're you know, a child, you're a married person, then you don't have the same level of autonomy. The Prophet ﷺ has told us that إِذَا أَنْفَقَ الْمُسْلِمُ نَفَقَةً عَلَىٰ أَهْلِهِ وَهُوَ يَحْتَسِبُهَا كَانَتْ لَهُ صَدَقَةً That if a Muslim spends on his family seeking reward from Allah, that is his intention, then it is charity for him. So we learn that what we put into our family, and this teaching can be expanded or we can, uh, you know, we can extend it in our understanding, right, to include any contribution, because it's the same principle. So any contribution a person makes towards their family members and if they do it with the intention with the intention of pleasing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then insha'Allah that will be counted as a form of charity by Allah azza wa jalla now at times we may not feel like sacrificing we may not want to make sacrifices for our children for our parents for our spouse but the reality is but the reality that is becoming apparent is that when we don't make these sacrifices, when a person says, I don't want to make these sacrifices, so either I'm not going to get married, or even though I am married, or I am, mem- I am, the mem- I- I am a member of the family, I don't want to contribute, I don't want to make these sacrifices. What we see is that we may enjoy 
some short-term personal benefit. There will be this feeling of freedom and liberation and autonomy. But in the long run, in the long run, we suffer. And when many of us start suffering, our communities and our society also suffer. However, our religion has given us a beautiful balance. We must sacrifice for the sake of the well-being of our families. But there are multiple personal benefits and room left for personal preferences, choices, and opinions. So it's not like if you are a member of a family, you have to give up absolutely everything. It's not like that. Right? Yes, you have to sacrifice. Yes, you have to contribute. But there are still things which are there for you. Things that you benefit from and freedoms and autonomy that you can still enjoy. So let us look at some examples. So regarding children, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us that we have commanded people to honor their parents. Different words that have been used in the Quran. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us that we have been commanded to honor our parents. Practically that means that it is our duty to respect the wishes of our parents in permissible matters. In permissible matters. And this is a principle that goes for all relationships where the Prophet ﷺ has told us that لا طاعة لمخلوق في معصية الخالق that there is no obedience to the creation in the disobedience of the Creator. When it comes to the disobedience of our Creator of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then no matter who, what their position, what their relationship tells us to do something we are not required to and in fact we are not supposed to do something. Because our relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala takes precedence to all of our other relationships. So the duty to respect the wishes of our parents in in permissible manners matters. To take care of them when they age. To give them the highest degree of respect and the best company. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us in the Quran, وَاخْفِضُ لَهُمَا جَنَاحَ الذُّلِّ مِنَ الرَّحْمَةِ And lower to them the wing of humility out of mercy. I'm, I, I, it always strikes me when I read this ayah and I reflect. You know, lower the wings of humility huh? out of mercy. Right? Otherwise you're flying. Huh? Otherwise you're young, you're flying. You may be leaving your parents behind. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us, lower to them the wing of humility out of mercy and say, وَقُلْ مِنْ دُعَاءَ رَبِّ رَحَمْهُمَا كَمَا صَغِيرًا My Lord, have mercy upon them as they brought me up when I was small. As they had mercy upon me, as they took care of me, Ya Rabb, have mercy upon them. So this is in terms of the duties and responsibilities of the children. On the other hand, the children are to be loved. They are to be loved. They deserve kindness. They deserve to be shown expressions of love. They're encouraged, especially at the young age, to play, to spend their time in doing the things that they like to do, of course, in a reasonable manner. To be treated with love and mercy, to be taken care of, to be given moments of joy, to be given a good education and a good upbringing. And this includes, of course, Islamic education as well. 
when they grow older, they cannot be forced to marry someone that they do not want to marry. They are allowed, even with the respect of the parents and duty towards parents, they are allowed to have personal choice when it comes to marriage for a righteous spouse. And after they get married especially, they are entitled to privacy and space. And once they are mature, they are adults, they are allowed to make their own decisions regarding permissible matters. So while duty towards parents is something which is obligatory, the parents also don't really have a blank check that they can use to control their children unnecessarily. And to say, oh, if you don't do this, I'm going to complain to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I'm going to make dua against you. I'm not going to be happy. And you will have to pay. This is not the correct attitude, my brothers and sisters. Yes, if there are important matters, there are serious matters, then it's understandable. Right? But not unnecessarily using that that authority, that power, that, that position of respect to enforce things which are not reasonable and are not necessary. When it comes to the parents, right, of course they're responsible for their children. They are responsible for nurturing them and giving them good care and a good upbringing. But they also are given times for privacy, time away from children. And they have authority and deserve the highest degree of respect under normal circumstances as we discussed. And they're not accountable for a child's deeds after maturity, right? And it's not necessarily just age 18. We're not talking about 18. We're talking about when a child becomes mature. And provided the parents have given them a good upbringing and they have tried their best, they are not accountable for the children's deeds anymore. Of course, they love them and they care for them and they don't want them to do that which is harmful and that which is prohibited. But they're not accountable if they have tried their best. The Prophet a companion of the Prophet Abu Rimtha radiallahu anhu said, I went to the Prophet with my father. Then the Prophet said to my father that, is this your son? He said, yes, by the Lord of the Kaaba. So he asked, is this true? So he said, I bear witness to it. So the Messenger of Allah smiled at my resemblance to my father and my father's oath concerning me. Then he said, he does not commit any sin to your detriment and you do not commit any sin to his detriment. And then the Messenger of Allah recited the verse that وَلَا تَزِرُ وَازِرَةٌ وَزِرَ أُخْرَى And no burden, no bearer of burdens will bear the burden of another. So each person is accountable for their own deeds, including our children once they have reached maturity, provided that we have made a, a, a reasonable concerted effort to give them a good upbringing and to, to guide them in the best way possible. Now of course, the bond between husband and wife is a very special and unique bond as well. The Prophet ﷺ had a very close you know, and intimate relationship with his wives, with the mothers of the believers. And they would spend a lot of time together. Right? They would spend time caring for one another. And being with each other and spending time and having intimacy was also a regular part of their relationship. It was not something which was frowned upon, rather, it is something which was encouraged. The Prophet ﷺ encouraged, you know, feeding, encouraged the men to feed their, their, their spouse, their wife with their own hands. Right? They would spend time together, watch sports and in other pastimes, even the case of racing with one another, as in the case of Aisha radiallahu anha.
and used you know, loving and caring names for one another as well. The responsibilities have been split. So the primary responsibility, and this is the example of the Messenger of Allah وسلم, and his companions, that the primary responsibility for earning and ensuring the well-being of the family was upon the husband. That is his responsibility. And the primary responsibility for nurturing the children and managing the household was with the wife. Now of course that doesn't mean that one can't contribute and help the other. Right? And indeed that did happen. There are cases of that. The Messenger of Allah وسلم, would help out at home. So it's not like, oh this is my boundary and I cannot cross it and you can't come into here. Right? But we must be clear on what our primary responsibilities are. When it comes to you know, the things that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam have allowed and again have instructed, this is based on the physiological, psychological, emotional makeup, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given this responsibility to the husbands. And have also, has also given a degree of authority as well. However, always remember that any authority comes with accountability. Responsibility and authority comes with accountability as well. So this is something to keep in mind. For the wife, of course, and this is a misconception which we must clear up. As I mentioned, Islamically a wife is not obligated to contribute to the expenses of the household. Even her own expenses. That is the husband's responsibility. However, those expenses should be reasonable and moderate as well. It's not a blank check. It's not a blank check. And I could go and spend my life as I like. Oh, it's my husband's responsibility. He has to figure it out. Yes, he has a responsibility. But it has to be reasonable. It has to be reasonable. Now, if the woman is earning... Another misconception. If the, if the woman is earning, she's taking care of her primary responsibilities and she's earning whatever work she's doing. That money is hers. It does not have to go into the joint account. Islamically, that is her wealth. The husband does not have a share or a right upon it. She can do whatever she wants with it. She can have her own bank account. She does not have to give it to you. She does not have to. If she does spend it in the household, that is out of her own goodness. That is a favor from her. But it is not a responsibility. So sometimes, you know, we have this mindset that okay, I'm doing everything. The men sometimes, the brothers, I'm doing everything. We're running a household. So it's assumed that if anything my wife earns, that will also come into the same pot. No. It doesn't have to. And she she shouldn't have to ask for this either. It should be automatic. The assumption by default should be that it is going to be her money. And then if she wants to contribute, if you want to ask or she willingly gives and contributes, then that is her choice. So we must keep this in mind. Today, we find ourselves in a world, my brothers and sisters, where the trend is to want to give less and less. But want more and more. So everyone wants the benefit of a family without having to do their part. All the good stuff. Right? All the benefits, everyone wants the benefits. Now, who doesn't want benefits? They don't want to contribute. It's the same story with people right, who benefit from child support or welfare, employment insurance and all of that, but don't want to pay their taxes. This is not right. 
This is not right. You have to contribute and you get the benefits. The Prophet wasallam, you know, has told us that whoever is pleased to have his provision expanded and his lifespan extended, then he should keep good relations with his family. You know, it's very interesting. I was reflecting upon this hadith and I found, I did some research, quick search, and I found that for older adults, having more or closer family members decreased the likelihood of death according to a new study or earlier death. And this is from the University of Toronto. It was pre- the, the research paper was presented in 2018. Okay, so of course life and death are decreed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But keeping good relations with family is a good active choice. And as a result of this good and active choice that has its benefits, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala may also decide to extend your life as well. And of course through the blessings will increase your sustenance as well. Right? So again, going back to the analogy of the team, right? it's like players on a team who want multi-million dollar contracts without performing, want to win championships without contributing. Right? It's not going to happen. So if you want to have the benefit of a loving and stable family, which is indeed a great benefit, then you will have to do your part. And every member of the family will have to do their part. And indeed, if everyone does their part properly according to the guidance of Allah and His Messenger wasallam, it will lead to more stable and loving families, which will have a positive impact on a society, on society as a whole, inshaAllah. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant us peace in our homes. We ask Allah azza wa to increase our love for our family members, to unite us all in goodness, to bring peace, love and unity to the families that are lacking it. We ask Allah azza wa to guide us to treat all of our family members with with justice and to establish peace in our homes. Amin wa khudawan alhamdulillah rabbil alamin. Today we're very pleased uh, to have with us Corinne Fahey, who's the director of community health promotion at Centertown Community Health Center, and she has a special message uh, for us today.